0: I have a fair, I have like two or uh, three or four, I think. I know I have, I, have, I know I have Hertz and Fields.
1: Oh, I'm still hurt to this day when I could have had Hertz and instead I took, uh, I was, oh, Anthony McFarland.
0: I took Hertz in a lot of, in a lot of, a lot of rookie drafts. I got them everywhere. i paid like I paid a little money for them, but.
2: Welcome to Beerfield, where sometimes when you want to start the show, you just got to start the intro music and let everything else fall into line. I am your host at Beerfield Hop, Chris Hopper with two P's, joined by Chatty Kathy, Dan Thurry, Beerfield Thurry.
0: Chatty Kathy.
2: Oh, thanks. And Ryan Miner at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. Happy Tuesday.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> Hey. Uh, Hi. <laughs> All right. Cool. It sounded so innocent, right? Mm. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, hey. This is my first time, you know, first time caller, long time listener. Yeah. Uh, first time listener, heard. long time caller. <laughs> Not sure how that works out. Uh, we, first time caller, long time listener. I got it right. We are presented
2: by the FF FFfaceoff, Face Off, Uh, They got banned from Reddit this week, so <laughs> clearly we're right at home. <laughs>
1: Like Just pissing yeah. off
0: all the gods, you know? What we
2: do. Uh, man. Uh, charity or uh, Mental Health pod coming up here July 16th and 17th, by the way. Get all the details on that at fffaceoff.com. Going to be a, a good time ra- raising money for the Hiddenhurst Family Foundation. Be sure to check out the guys' stories on uh, fffaceoff.com as well as we post. All right. I feel like I normally have a better intro than this, but I really don't, so we're just gonna cut to the chase. We're doing the same thing we did last week. We're gonna run through some some OTA stuff, some coach speaks, some are we buying this, are we selling that? Use some of uh some of Dan's questions that he had written up for a, a guest that had to unfortunately back out, so get well soon. I know I did.
0: You sound a lot more like you sound like you sound like you're like you're ready like you're ready yeah, to make up. I'm myself in last week. Yeah. I'm
2: myself again. That's that's what this is about. Uh, He's in the best
1: shape of his life right now. Yeah.
2: Best shape of my life. That's actually what I named the show, too. So we got to make sure we get that phrase in at least 40 times. Challenge accepted. The best shape of my life. All right. Well, since I don't have a lot to babble about what's fueling beer Field? three minute intro has got to be a new record for us that's
0: actually pretty impressive
2: oh it's because i didn't do social media At beer Field on twitter beer <laughs> beer Field podcast on everywhere podcasts are and youtube dan what are you drinking
0: that was the Denzel Mems of uh, of intros right there. Best shape of his life. Best shape <laughs> of his life. It only lasted for three minutes. <laughs> I am actually drinking, so I I was out in Gillsburg, uh, Gillsburg, Illinois today, doing a little ride with with one of our our host sailor reps out there. We stopped at this event center slash Michael Brew. It's called Reserve Artisan. Artisan, artisan, artisan. Oh my God, artisan. Reserve, artisan. Oh my, I, words are tough. You got me throwing off. It's Tuesday. It's it, it is Tuesday. It's so the brewery is actually just called Reserve, and uh, you know. So I, I well, talked... where, where did artisan come from? Yeah, well, were... it's on the can, but it, it's uh, it's, just, it's just supposed to be Reserve. So I talked with the micro or the micro. I talked with the brewmaster for a while. They will also selling them some distilled beer. Um. I am drinking their uh, Belgian Duple double. Wow, seven point two percent. It's called Wild Uenta. You
2: struggled through that. It wasn't near that was as, uh, as my that ago. was
0: that was bad. That was uh, that was all over the place.
2: Pretty bad, Ryan. What you got? More <laughs> Miller Light?
1: No, no. I changed. I went back. You know, to something different. I got new Belgium Voodoo Rangers. Juice Force IPA, cool. Coming Ryan, in at nine nine and a half percent, so we'll see how this goes.
0: Ryan's bringing all the all the nationwide beer under the show. I'm over here. We're always, you know, drinking something super local, and Ryan's when,
2: like, I got New Belgian. We needed more nationwide beer on the show, though, because people we, can we, actually get that.
0: We,
1: yeah, we probably do. And I like to mix and match it up a little bit too. You know, go from good beer to meh, an everyday beer. It all depends on the kind of mood I'm in
2: national bourbon day that was not it planned is? but it's national bourbon day so oh, man so i mean
0: i have bourbon i haven't drank it i'm here.
2: drinking bourbon again uh i have laws whiskey house uh bottled and bond eight year four grain so this is the big brother of the laws that you had down here dan
0: by it's about five years older so I need to find one because i haven't been able to find that at mm-hmm. Not the A, not the A bottle and bomb, but just the eight years
2: been flying around down here in St. Louis too. Law's Whiskey House is out of Colorado, I believe it is, uh, Denver. So they're out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, four grain bourbon, so that's gonna be both wheat and rye, uh, as well as corn malted barley. Bourbon, national spirit of America. For those that that don't know, uh, so yeah bourbon being uniquely american national bourbon day going bourbon two weeks in a row so let you know full review by the way shout out to my buddy jt for for this bottle he flew in for pursuit palooza down in louisville not last weekend two weekends ago with me um was that two weekends ago already no it was last, last was last weekend it was last weekend flew down here for that um Opened it up with me knowing he couldn't take it back, so I got the rest of the bottle. Aw. Super nice of him. All right, let's get into some of what's flying around training camp. First off, we'll start out in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky, well ahead of Kenny Pickett in the quarterback competition. Do you expect that to remain the same? Because it sounds like it's not even close right now.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I've always expected him to start. I don't know how a lot of the lats, but he'll start week one. I think he actually can hold on for the whole season
1: too. Yes, me too. I'm on that Mr. Biscay holding out the whole season. Like I still fall back to that 2003 year when the year they fell off. That was the year they drafted. the next year. That's when they drafted Ben Roethlisberger. So they haven't had a losing season since then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're betting on a year for Mike Tomlin to to finally have a losing season, losing season in Pittsburgh, like this would be the best year to bet on it. That's why I don't think. Mitch is going to make it throughout the entire season that defense is going to have to play up. I mean, we may see a much more improved Mitch. We've definitely seen, you know, pretty good flashes of him, and and we could definitely get that in Pittsburgh. It's all based, I think, on where the team is at at that point. If they're, if they've lost six, seven, you know, out of 10, like it just makes no sense to play him if he's not the long-term answer. So I don't think he's going to play the full season, but I do think I do think he'll start week one. I
2: think I think he starts week one and plays the whole season. I think that there's enough talent between you know Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson and bringing in Pickens, um, enough talent still on that defense with that pass rush and being actually in a decent system. He obviously you know was well liked and well revered in Buffalo. Never got the chance to see the field backing up Josh Allen, but. You know, we know now that Nagy's system was not great. And, I mean, you give him a defense and Allen Robinson and he had a winning record. So, he made two playoff appearances. Granted, one of those gets the COVID asterisk, but still, he made two playoff appearances with that. So, I see no reason why the Steelers can't be in the wild card hunt with Mitch Trubisky as a starter as long as he plays, you know, up to the level he did
0: say as a rookie so they do get a little bit lucky so the afc north gets to face nfc south and the afc south they get both south divisions obviously nfc south is 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 a true cakewalk they do play a number two in their division schedule so they'll get the chargers and are the raiders and the, the patriots and then the rest of the south um raiders are a beatable team raiders are definitely a beatable team uh as are the patriots for that matter they're about yeah. par. You know, I think they're better offensive weapons, but I'll bank on the quarterback that's, I mean, the team might just, I mean, they both, I guess they both, they both technically got there. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh had no fucking shit. No, yeah. I'm not there. I, I don't think they make the playoffs. And I think at some point, I don't know if they Trubisky make the playoffs, but
2: I think they have a winning record.
0: I just don't see no point to play Trubisky if they're not, if they're not in the playoff hunt. Like he's not a long I think answer. they'll be in the wild card hunt
2: though until the end is the problem there with no. especially with three wild cards. Yeah. I think that they'll be in the wild card hunt and that's
0: why he keeps holds, holds yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best decision to make, but it's that team, I just it's so hard for me to view that them being able to compete with the best teams in that conference, and you're not doing your team a, a true you don't. service by playing Trubisky.
2: But you don't have to compete with the best teams in that conference to be in the playoff hunt. You have to compete with the seventh best team in that conference yeah. to be in the playoff hunt.
0: <laughs> I, I understand that, but you know, do we really think that Pittsburgh's gonna be actually competitive in this in this conference? And do we They're, think that and do we think that Trubisky is gonna be the long term answer there?
1: I don't think he's a long term answer, but like they were competitive with whatever was left at Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you know, like he couldn't even throw the ball. So Trubisky can definitely throw the ball, and plus there's a lot more. It's better around Trubisky now than it was around Roethlisberger. I mean, in a way, right?
0: Yeah, it's maybe, <laughs> maybe. Probably, I mean, it's, it's 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 almost the identical team. It should be better offensive line. It should be more cohesion with them. in your team with this makeshift line that they've put together, and you substitute Juju in for Picketts. First, so you start with you start to pickets and for juju.
2: Seven teams that I see that are potentially better than Pittsburgh. So they're right there. They're not like looking at it on paper just at the beginning of the season. They're not like team number twelve. They're like team number somewhere between seven and nine, depending on so who I, you are. So
0: Yeah. I'm not disagreeing that they don't think they'll, they'll there could be some points where they could be competitive. Do you guys would you guys rather like if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, would you rather see your team really make the playoffs with Trubisky or see what you have and pick it at some point this season?
2: I'd say that if Pickett is that is so far off that right now is way better than him and that stays the same, then I'd want to not force Kenny Pickett into NFL situations right now. And you know, I want I, I want Pittsburgh's gonna want to see their team compete even if it's not for the number one seed in the conference they're going to want to see their team compete they're not going to want to mail in a year so you can get Kenny Pickett some starts and I you know it's going to be real hard for them to I think be mathematically eliminated anywhere before like the last two weeks um, to where you're just plugging and playing Kenny Pickett
0: well sure I mean I don't think any team is mathematically eliminated by week eight or nine i mean don't vet that i mean i'm, I'm probably wrong there there's yeah, probably a way mind. but
2: the texans will
0: be but that's besides the point <laughs> i mean fuck cleveland could be with all watson so
1: and, and actually like trubisky's contract is very team friendly too. looking mm-hmm. at it right now he's only a, uh 3.66 million cap hit right now for this year and the next year it's 10.6 with a 2.625 dead cap so they could actually go two years with him and the way even even put a pick it in next year instead.
0: Oh man, that just feels like such a waste. Like, <laughs> I right, I mean, if he was younger and far more, you know, two talents, I mean, sure. But he's a fifth year senior. Like, how how much more outside of seeing just NFL ready defenses? Like,
1: right, how much more a,
0: improvement is he going to be?
1: Even if he, they put him at backup next year, you know, just as like the uh, like a veteran presence, it doesn't cost him much either. Eight I mean, million dollar base salary. He,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trubisky. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree that it's. It, it was a great. I mean, we talked about it, it was a great signing by Pittsburgh when they made, and I still think it is. Even with, like, even if the, if Trubisky plays only two or three games this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, so he gets two million plus per playoff, or that's his incentive. That's so a, that would be million. an incentive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so forty million. Now, 10 plus playoff, two and a half million.
0: It does help that uh that uh, Cleveland. It's very
1: incentive heavy. And,
0: as it should be. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the, I mean, there's. I mean, he was the number two overall pick. Granted, we all make fun of the pick now, but there's a lot of people that were on Trubisky that have at the QB one in that spot. Like there's, and, there is a, a good reason. So they're they're. He has proven and he's been he's been in the playoffs. He's shown flashes. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe he's Carson Wentz. Maybe we get some he just puts it all together for one year.
1: Sorry, I thought so I read it wrong. So his annual playing time incentive, so sixty percent all the way eighty percent. So he gets one million plus one million $1 2023 roster bonus added if he plays sixty percent. Seventy he's percent gets one and a half million 2023 roster bonus, and plus Two and a half million if you make if they make the playoffs, and then eighty percent is two million plus playoffs <laughs> plus additional four million.
0: All right, I think we got it. I think we've beaten this fucking horse down. Just put it out of his misery, Hopper. Just put put the horse out of his misery.
1: And Pro Bowl two hundred fifty
0: thousand. Did you spell boobs on your calculator? Is, is that what you did? I did eight zero
1: zero eight five. <laughs> Just kept it going. I can't it's, see it's it. It's too dark, but yes, that's exactly, it's too what, dark. It's exactly what I did. <laughs> it says boobs. It says hey, boobs. <laughs> God, Jesus. And that's the show. Uh, <laughs> see you
0: <that> guys next time.
2: <laughs> Dallas head, co- head coach Mike McCarthy hopes Dak will have more rushing opportunities. So, does Dak have more rushing opportunities? <laughs> and does that do anything for you, even if he does? No. Uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up. What did he have last year? So, last he was definitely
0: more tame last year, but that was him coming off of his ACL injury. So, I'm not surprised by that. It was an ankle or ankle. That's he, right, devastating ankle injury.
1: 2018 was his peak year. He had like almost 400 car- or 400 attempts or something like that. Or... Yeah. Not he did not run 40, the ball uh, 400 uh, times. Yeah. He had
0: No, he's he a Larry Johnson of quarterbacks. <laughs>
2: No, it was uh, 2017, he had 357 yards and six touchdowns, 2018, 305, but that was his peaking carries was 75. He had 48 last year, uh, which was right in line with where he was in 2019. So I don't think they're going to double his carries. I think that any increase is probably negligible there.
0: He's always been in, like, he's always been you know fueled by touchdowns like it's a great offense with a lot of scoring opportunity and that's what you're going to get from them this year so that he's always been he's Josh Allen light in that sense where he's not like he's not gonna you know carry you with his rushing you know yard production it's more so there's always that game where he can get he'll get two or three rushing touchdowns and just win you that week and he's uh seems to be of decent value this year. He's kind of back down to where he was just a couple years ago where he was everyone's, you know, favorite breakout candidate. Or, you know, sleeper QB, as you say. Which he threw six hundred times last year, so
2: you couple that with, you know, fifty rushing attempts, two to three hundred yards and
0: three to six touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for that. Uh, he's he'll be Evaluate. Right, right along there. I think he's probably going after her. It's him and guys. If you don't want to spend up on QB in your single QB leagues, if Dak hurts, and those guys are Russ potentially. Uh, guys, you should target.
2: Let's see. So PPR ADP. I don't have it. I didn't have any of this pulled up because I'm a bad host. I was I playing
1: ranking, r- and I got him at QB. Nine, right now, ahead of him is Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. I have Jalen Hurts at four. He's currently That's oh,
2: He's currently going ahead of Russell Will, in the seventh round. Ahead of Russell Wilson, uh, behind Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford.
0: I, I was I was spot on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those three quarterbacks, and that I mean that was the range I was expecting them to be. Yeah, and nearly in that same exact ranking. I thought maybe Prescott would be over Hertz, but mm-hmm. I think with the, uh, I think with the moves in the offseason and just the fact that Gallup is still, you know, they're they're not predicting potentially no- mid November for his return. So,
1: all right. I think the back quarterback ahead of them just because the way they can run the ball, the Konami code.
0: Yeah, I would much rather have Hurts and Prescott, Scott, even Wilson to an extent over, over, I mean, the fact that Rodgers is going in the sixth round. I mean, he's just fucking like, he has got to be the easiest to avoid quarterback this year. Like, there's nothing to like about, about Aaron Rodgers this year. Like,
1: I don't so, like him. So, so, so I gotta out. take
0: him in the sixth round, guys.
1: I'm Aaron Jones and out.
0: <laughs> and Dylan, I like both. I think they're going to run the f- shit out of the football this year. I think they're they gonna got a great. They have a great. They do that defense is fucking stacked. Yeah. In a very, you know, in a very non-offensive threatened, you know, division outside of Minnesota. I mean, run, 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 run. You're one. You're like one or two years away, Ryan. I'm sorry. I
1: know. I know. I'm not drinking. Actually, away, Jared Goff.
0: I, I've been saying, dude. Lions are a dark horse playoff team this year. Hey, great
2: jumping off point. Lions beat reporter Tim Twentyman believes DeAndre Swift will be a big part of the passing game, which this is here to remind you that because a beat reporter reports something doesn't mean it's necessarily new. DeAndre Swift had an 18% target share last year. 57% opportunity (laughs) share and uh, 78 targets. So just because he's reporting, he's expected to be a big part of the passing game. Read that doesn't mean increase and that's here to help you interpret coach speak because it's highly unlikely that DeAndre Swift sees more than 18% of the team's targets with Hawkinson with the breakout of him on Ross St. Brown. um, And some
0: of what they've added. And he's still going at the two oh four. like he is. If you he, if he's healthy, he's an RB one. Yeah. Like, the amount of like, if they play, if if people expect to see him to be as bad as they were last year, it's a lot of playing from behind with the in mobile quarterback. Swift, like to the moon. I think he's almost guaranteed for hundred targets this year. That just propels them easily to that. Into that top 12 range.
1: Once hard knocks is over. He's definitely a first round pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just shocked that I'm just shocked. I mean, I'm just shocked that he's not there. now. like, javante williams is still going ahead of them javante williams is it's rb 13 at 112 you got yeah, swift like like how is that rb 13 i was like 13. how the fuck is that it's not i'm looking at all but that that's uh that just feels ass no, he's the rb9 RB9. Right? rb9 and i mean swift is the rb10 but that's they're going six they're going five spots ahead of it that's Oh, come on guys I mean I expect this to be fixed it's still only June it, there has, we're not in true redraft we need yeah. more early season yeah it, but we, we do need more drafts it should especially in PPR Should and Aaron Jones 209 feels I mean again we can make it you can get another ADP episode like the running backs just feel like right now feel great to go
1: wide receiver early but have you seen the photos of DeAndre Swift
0: best I mean, shape, shape of his <laughs> life best shape of his life Oh, man.
2: Uh, Carolina working on a trade for Baker Mayfield currently has the best offer on the table. Right now, money's the hold up. Also, another report that states that both Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo could be released if trade partners aren't found. So, Carolina, you want to trade him, or not, sorry, if you're Cleveland, you want to trade him before you release him.
0: Oh, uh, based Obviously, on how much? You got to recover yeah. something. It's all based on how much money Carolina wants Cleveland to pick up from Baker's 18 million that he's due this year. That's really right. Cause they already that's have been, a, that's been the, yeah,
2: cause they already have a fifth year option on Sam Darnold.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they picked up the <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: I love it. They're going to have the best. They're, they're like, they're just one Josh Rosen away from having,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even oh, have man. to pick he, up his fifth year option. No. <laughs> oh
0: man, that's, that's.
1: Yeah. Carolina, Carolina making the year? best decisions. God, listen, <sighs> that, that, like I'm like, getting so tired of hearing this Baker Mayfield and like Jimmy Garoppolo speech. It's like you never know what's going to happen. It's like is this just you know news to get things going because it's like that dead time right now. Because it's like if the if the deal is there, what's the, what's really holding back the deal? Like how much money is holding back the deal from actually happening?
2: Yeah, I don't know, but I, I think that hearing that it's close and that they have the best offer on the table is more substance than just the speculation that we've we've been hearing. I don't think money gets in the way of this. I think that if it's true, you're going to see a move within the next week.
0: That they way, might be waiting for Deshaun Watson, for news on what how one happens with Watson, too. They might, they might be trying to wait and, see, what, wait and see what happens with him. What, Cleveland? Yeah, with them wanting to move Baker. Uh, I don't
1: think so. is not going to play
0: for him regardless. So. I know.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a tough pull to follow. Browns are going to Brown.
2: Yeah, they are. Good. Fuck them. If Baker does land in Carolina, we'll have more of a breakdown on what that means. Chiefs re-signed Jarek McKinnon to a one-year deal. McKinnon uh, looked actually very good for them uh, in the playoffs. So it's worth noting, I think more so for redraft than anything else, I guess, in Dynasty if you want a, a binge stash. But he looked like their most explosive back during the playoff run, he was easily better than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I don't think this is a nothing burger of, a sign of a, you know, late off-season signing either, given what McKinnon was able to do.
0: Yes, yeah, so now you have the three-headed monster backfield of Clyde, Ronald Jones, and Jared McKinnon. Don't forget Derek Gore. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. This has become a very crowded backfield of of just people, I don't give a shit about.
2: I think like, that, I still think
0: Clyde's going to start. I still think Clyde will get the first run of it. But I mean, hmm. we'll see. We'll see how much the injury, we'll see how much of that recovery from him last year actually matter to what he does this year. McKenna I, yeah, got I more like, work. I
1: because mean, a, the way all the right running right, backs are right, decent
0: value. I mean, they're not going very high.
1: Yeah, that kind of an offense. So it's like, oh, it's kind of hard. Like, yeah, like you'll. Would be mad from last year, but if you kind of forget last year and like how he was injured, I think he'd be better off right now, especially the value you can get him at. You're not really spending that high draft capital on him because where's he going at?
0: I mean, right now it says he's going at the 402, but he's only been drafted 55 times over here in the past week. Yeah. So I'm not. I mean, I know. Like I said, we're at the it's it's the peak. It's the run true. It's we're not quite there yet. For I think truly stated ADP, I think we're still seeing a bunch of goofy shit going on.
1: But, so if he, if I've been seeing like fall like the 6th, 7th round, like range, that's where I'd be comfortable taking them at. and I, can, I think he'd actually start falling that far.
0: I can see him go further. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, we'll, we'll see, you know, about a month from now what these, you know, super early rage off mocks are going as we start seeing more and more people start pumping them out.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you have Cam Akers at 5'10". I'd rather have, uh,
0: I mean, I see Leonard Fournette's going one spot behind him, which is good. That's got that, there's no way that's real. I think that cannot be true. Like Fournette's yeah. not going to be a fourth round pick. Like he'll be, I think at some point he'll be a second round pick in redraft.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Cam Akers are going at five ten, I really have Cam Akers. Like you know, if these two flip flip-flops, Then I'd feel better about it. Even Miles Sanders is six five. That's even a good deal.
2: 78 scrimmage yards was the floor for McKinnon during the playoffs, by the way, with the Chiefs. He had a rough go on the ground against Buffalo, which Hoot which didn't, but was still very valuable through the air in that game. Um, so, 10 or more carries each each playoff game as well. So, that's just kind of why I felt it was worth noting.
0: Oh, no, he should definitely be rostered. In Dynasty League, he absolutely has to be. Oh, yeah. Just throw him on there. He should be, you know... When of the first ones out just depended on how the uh, well and yeah how the carries break down here and what we keep hearing through uh, training camp and preseason, camp. especially if he
2: outshines edwards alaire If Edward and there's you know a real he'll possibility Ronald- edwards alaire Dillard- <laughs> struggles, so
0: and he'll outshine Ronald Jones. Like yeah, no problem. Really there. worry about Ronald Jones or Derek Orr or Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> pacheco is gonna be on the practice squad more than likely. Yes.
2: Uh, Vic Taffer, the athletic, believes a bell cow rule is not on the table for Josh Jacobs in 2022. He suggests Josh, and he suggested that Josh McDaniels is a moron. Actually, not in those words. He said that Josh McDaniels views Zemir White as a superior option. I just translated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll be knocking Zamir White.
0: So what you're really saying is, is you don't want any part of this backfield. That's. That's what I'm really saying. If that's if that's
2: true, if they are gonna go to a three headed monster, you know that I'm gonna plant my flag on Drake, and whatever happens, happens.
0: It's not like Josh Jacobs is being utilized in the passing game. I don't know how much of his role actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I. T- we'll see. This it's not like gonna you, be. It's gonna be a lot of shootouts out there in Vegas.
2: It's not like you brought in the guy that was orchestrating the Patriots' offense and suddenly expected him to use a bell cow back, even.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah.
2: Uh, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram believes Tony Pollard could see more playing time as a slot receiver. This I like.
0: Not surprised, like just given, you know, Gallup's injury, yeah, and uh just kind of you know, if they're gonna bump CD Lamb outside more with you know with Cooper gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am shocked at all. Get him on the field PPR and get sleeper.
2: the ball in his hands. He's he is a PPR sleeper. He's gonna be a playmaker. Uh, Terry McLaurin not going to attend minicamp. Jahan Dotson is Winston's top target in his absence. So that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody either. It's not Curtis Samuel that's the two here, and Logan Thomas is still out.
0: So, I mean, he was, he's been a value. Like, you know, he's, well, he went at at the 116 in the actual drafts, and he's been falling into the second round in rookie drafts like clockwork. Like, you don't have to love him as a prospect, but the guy's going to start week one. Mm-hmm. And if, if this my thing reaches until the late offseason or you know late into August, I mean, he still has got to get his own reps in with Wentz. Get a brand new quarterback coming in. Like this is, it, it's looking at a little bit early value for Dotson if it pays off.
2: And he's going to be on the field. And that's the biggest thing for rookies. He's going to be on the field. Um, it might not be high volume and i it might not be pretty at first but there's going to be value there. Tom Brady stated Russell Gage will have to have a big year for the Bucks in 2022. Gage signed a 3-year 30 million deal. Remember Godwin likely to start the season on the pup. It's more of a redraft note. Um when you're starting to build your rosters in those late rounds, why not take a throw on a guy who's going to have to plug into wide receiver two duty to to start.
1: Exactly, and going to the right now, he's going the eleven oh three, so it's like it's an easy dart throw on that one. Yeah, and then you turn so, him. Yeah, especially so it starts taking off. Just like, go ahead and turn him if you didn't get that running back like you said you were going to get earlier. Yeah, trade Russell Gage for him.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you can get him in dynasty league still. So you can just pay, you know, pay a third and try to you know move up for second. When I mean, he's had yeah. a third blow up week in a row, like you can, right. you can do the same thing <coughs> in dynasty too. Yeah,
2: because he will be used, especially. Gronk not resigned yet. He will be used until Godwin's back. He'll be on the field. Uh, Lamar Jackson at Ravens minicamp. There some questions about whether or not he'd report. Tyreek Hill was unhappy
0: with the Chiefs because he was, quote, underutilized. Yeah, bro, he just won you a fucking Super Bowl. Underutilized yeah. my ads, dude.
1: 159 Jesus. targets. What do you want, 200? Right. So hey, that a you mad that Travis Kelsey got some in.
2: balls there, too, or... Uh, He also stated he felt Tua was more accurate than Mahomes. So, I saw a lot of hate on that. I think from a pure accuracy perspective, probably. But Tua isn't going to do the things Mahomes does. He He doesn't have the arm talent. He doesn't have the the arm strength of the deep ball. But accuracy-wise,
0: and just speaking from an accuracy perspective, yeah, I could see that. And, I mean, he's going to a more yak-friendly offense with, you know, with Mike McDaniel is now, you know, what he's brought over from San Francisco. Like, that whole offense in Kansas City was just, Mahomes, you know, do your fucking thing.
2: But does he think and, with Waddle and Gusecki? Because, I mean, the Chiefs were shallow <laughs> receivers. Does he think with Waddle and Gazeki he's suddenly going to be the only guy getting targets?
0: He also paid Cedric Wilson. They signed a buttload of Wilson, fucking running back. Yeah. Like, and, and, and it's that's going to be Pat's friendly It's not going to be right. as Pat's heavy as Kansas City is. It's going to be run first. But hey, he got paid. He did get he paid. <laughs> fucking horrible trade and even worse signing.
2: He's going to be gonna real sign. mad by week six, though.
0: Oh, he'll be swimming in a pool of cash. He won't fucking care. Didn't stop other Diva nope.
2: wide receivers. Nope. Sports Illustrated believes it's a matter of it's a matter of when, not if, Desmond Ritter earns starts for the Falcons, and Arthur Smith would not rule him out breaking camp as a starter per an April interview. Do we have a Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson thing brewing here, or is this just hearsay? And it's still kind of what we were talking about with you know Pickett and Trubisky, except I think this one's more likely to happen that you know the Falcons are. Eliminated and shit, and they put Ritter Ritter in to get him some experience.
0: I mean, there's absolutely no fucking way that Atlanta makes the playoffs or in the playoff fund for a significant period of time. Just play Ritter, like yeah, yeah. Four uh, uh, he's he's what a four year start. Like, yeah. how much reps? Like, he's he's not Malik Willis playing for a shitty division, you know, one team like Liberty, or you know, or like Trey Lance coming from a you know division one B. Like, well, and we throw him out there and start and.
2: I hate to say it, but one of the things I was wrong about with Watson is I didn't like the talent at all. But the guy knew how to win, and that's one thing Ritter's done a lot of is is win. And apparently, to some degree, that translates. So, unless
0: you're Colt McCoy, <laughs> most wins in college football history. It's quarterback. That's also Colt McCoy. He was right? also in the Big Twelve.
2: Yeah. Oh, huh? yeah. Uh, Chris Carson has not been cleared to practice. No timeline for his return. He should probably retire after seeing what that surgery was. Meanwhile, uh, Rashad Penny back from a hamstring injury, and Kenneth Walker is missing mini camp with
0: a hamstring injury. That's that. Yeah. That's been the easiest to avoid backfield. Just bad offense. If the rookie's already falling, he's going to play at some point, but I'm very interested to see what his ADP shakes up to be. I can't quit Kenneth Walker. I Did thought you, that? You, you you don't have to quit. I mean, you can trade for midseason. Like there's going to be a lot of salty people on them. Seattle going to be the shit show of the NFL, right alongside the Bears and the Falcons. Like and probably the Texans.
1: Did you see that plate they put in Chris Carton's neck? Like that uh, doctor on Twitter. It was like a plate and it had like what was it like six screws, three on each side. Yeah. Like fusing his neck together. Like oh, that dude I don't should just even play. Just, just retire. Play. Yeah.
0: Just j- just retire. Yeah.
2: There's, I like to walk. Choose health, Chris Carson. Choose health, please. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has allegedly displayed a strong connection with Marquez Valdez Scantling in OTAs. This is actually worth noting too, because that wide receiver, you know, position is kind of wide open. You brought in Juju, who hadn't recaptured his rookie magic with a, a failing Big Ben. Valdez Scantling plays a little different, to high vo- different role, high volume passing offense. You know. The Chiefs are another team where, you know, beforehand, I was thinking about this, our knock on the Chiefs is always, it was Hill and Kelsey, and if something happened to one of them, nobody picked it up. That was just it. I honestly think the Chiefs, while they might not have that top-end talent that Tyreek Hill is, have gotten deeper and better at wide receiver.
1: Yeah, like overall, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Yeah, I think the wide receiver room
2: is better. And I think that you know Sky Moore is obviously one of our favorite rookies, and is getting a little, little overhyped, and people are going to be on Juju Valdez Scantling is going to be the forgotten guy in that offense, and I honestly think it's probably worth a dart throw.
0: And you know, all it takes is one, one highlight play. I mean, it's going to be very. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how the wide receiver room shakes out. We know that Miko Harmon is something more than a gadget player; he doesn't command targets as well. So, starting starting three really should be, you know. With MVS playing the, you know, the outside, uh, nine roll with Skymore as your flanker and then Juju manning the slot. I mean, there, there's a lot here. Again, this offense is going to be throwing the football is shit done.
1: And Kelsey so, can break the, uh, tight end record here.
0: It's going to be a lot of, uh, someone's going off. MVS, it's just, just got to catch the football. Like <laughs> just got to catch the football.
2: Yeah, he was ninety fifth in target quality too, so he's gonna see uh a, a bit of an upgrade there. Ninety fifth? Well. Yeah, it was not it was not good. Surprisingly. I,
0: I know Rogers is somewhere. I mean, Rogers has some struggle throws at some point, but I didn't think it'd be that bad. Yeah. Some of those deep throws. I know. Yeah, it was that bad on some of those deep throws, so
2: just something to pay attention to. He's fifth in yards per reception as well, so he fits the field stretching that they want to do. Great, Devonte Adams said. Derek Carr's talent and ability are similar to Aaron Rodgers.
1: So, wide receiver, the wide receiver, one again someone more? No,
0: no, no, no. One hundred
1: fifty-nine tar- One hundred fifty-nine wide receiver targets available now. And oh. uh, Waller's,
0: Renfro still there? Apparently, Samir White. I guess Dell. supposed to be the god yeah water, water boy and <laughs> maybe more water boy than that
2: Hunter Renfro signed two year thirty two million extension twenty six coming off of a big year, so good for him to get that bridge if he keeps it up, he's gonna get a bigger contract at the end of that one for four years,
0: and then retire yep <laughs> he's so old,
2: yeah. Still younger than Cooper Cup, so I know it's funny. <laughs> uh, no fan having the most spectacular camp out of anybody for Pete Carroll.
0: Jesus Christ! I mean, she's probably having the worst camp. God, I can You can't trust. You can't trust a fucking thing Pete Carroll says.
1: I said a jug machine throwing the ball to him. <laughs>
0: How dare you how dare you call
2: Drew Locke a jug machine? <laughs> it's it's Geno Smith. It's not even Drew Locke right now.
0: <laughs> how dare you call Geno Smith the junk machine? Jugs machine's an upgrade over Gina Smith. Jugs <laughs> machine's an upgrade over everything. They should literally just have. It's like Mike White back there, anyway. It's like you don't need the you don't need the Jugs machine move. to move. Just throw
1: <laughs> the number twelve jersey on it. God, he
0: throws it. Throws for it's his, actually his sixth start, touchdown of the game. This is insane.
2: Seattle's just gonna start the Jugs machine at quarterback and have <laughs> Noah Fant go run to where the ball is gonna be.
0: gonna be Gino Smith just feeding the football <laughs> roll it forward every time I get it uh, down. another completion by Gino Juggy Junk- <laughs> <Junkie> Machine Smith
2: <laughs> it's really gonna suck when the running back has to take a handoff from the Jugs Machine
0: oh it's gonna be like Brett Favre throwing a check down in a bullet to Kenneth Walker hey, hey,
2: Rashad Penny has a hole in his chest <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. It's expected a twenty fifth person comes out against Deshaun Watson in the coming days. By the way, so don't oh, know God, what that happens.
0: Peace. Have...
1: <sighs> and he's still not regretting any of it. He's like not sorry for any of it. From what he's in, like since.
0: he's so like he is so far gone. He thinks he's done nothing wrong. Like I don't ever expect them to admit he did anything wrong.
2: I want even... Most people don't even have sixty six massages in their life. I he have, had at least 66
0: <laughs> 17 months. I have oh. 65 to go. I'm 32 <laughs> years old. I'm probably I'm probably in my 20s, but I did it at a for a while, so I mean that's different.
1: Yeah. I, I did one massage and my shoulder locked up for 3 months and I never went back.
0: It's painful,
1: man. Yeah, right?
0: Especially if you're you know, super tense and knots everywhere.
2: Maybe that's why he uh he quit. he kept trying to find new ones. It hurt too much. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Give me someone else. Softer hands. Uh, All right. Some things from the internet. We're still in the heart of Dynasty season, and we're in full rookie draft mode. Give us your most rostered rookie so far. Are we just using the questions now? I'm using one of your questions now, yes.
1: Okay. Is it, oh. are, we, are we cracking into the thick pack?
2: Oh, no, there's like, I don't know how many I put here. There's eight. There's
1: eight here. Eight, There's guys. not eight.
2: No, I took two of your questions along with oh, things that pulled I was off like, the damn. Internet. Yeah, just I'll I'll do the host stuff. You do. The... You are very like, like the bourbon must be hitting you pretty I'll do well. the host stuff. You do the talking stuff. How about that? I guess.
0: Lose, lose for the. Li- I mean, win, lose. For hey, the, dance for monkey. The give
2: me your most rostered
0: rookie. Oh, mine. Rashad White. All day, every day back in the first half and the second you know when you're picking you know back there because you do pretty well but not me i just do a lot of trades yeah no it's always Rashad. he's got league winning upside if anything happens to forget um you gotta love his skill set size athleticism and the offense that fits perfectly well with what tom brady is right now there's always going to be risk if because for nets on that three-year deal and you may be tied to brady that entire time but but like we, we, we could be witnessing the new Tony Pollard. Ryan,
1: I'm looking at mine right now. Like I, like, my favorite one I've been always getting is a uh, Jamison Williams. I
0: thought you were gonna say Zamir White. I'm very no, disappointed actually, in you, Ryan.
1: I only really got one share of Zemir White this year. Every time I go to draft him, he goes like one or two picks ahead of me. I'm always like excited, I'm like yeah, I'm gonna get him. And then I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Every uh, time I <laughs> click on Zemir White and I hit draft, it it says are you sure? And they go, Nah, I'm just playing sleeper.
1: <laughs> and like move the yes and the no backwards, like, around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, trying to click the yes, it's like, nope, nope. But
0: then I see David Bell and I go,
1: yeah! <laughs> Smash it. Smash. Yeah, like, the Jameson Williams is like, alright, I mean, you're, you're going to be taking them in the top five, top six. So, it's, in a way, like, I look at that, like, my team's not exactly playoff contender if I'm not doing trades right now or trying to do something throughout the year. So I'm more looking for like a 2023 guy. So that's kind of who I'm aiming for is him. Because I feel like, he, as we've already said before, like he's one of my top rookies for the future, not just this next year.
0: I'm uh John Mechie. Yeah, you are. You're a team Mechie.
1: He's in third round, too. I think he dropped the third round. I actually got him in the third round.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, he's landing in Houston where there's, we just talked about the opportunity that, that Dotson has. He's landing in Houston where there's also opportunity, a team that should have to throw the ball a ton. Brandon Cooks is liable to be a trade piece because he's not going to be hanging around for a rebuild. And, you know, Mechie was, you know, look, he might have been slightly overshadowed at, at Bama. Not the most athletic, but he was still highly, a highly productive college receiver, and he lands with opportunity and he's cheap. He just seems to be falling to me like middle of the second round most of the time, and I'll take that, you know, pretty much every day. It's not sexy right now, team wise. It's a team that's going to, you know, be in the running for a top, for a uh, top quarterback next year. They have draft capital thanks to the Watson trade, at least for now. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Um, like I said, not a crowded room, and he, he should have some year one value with, with upside going forward. So big on matchy. You see that Golden Tate's going to play baseball now? I did see Golden Tate. Was, he signed as an independent league team. He's playing center field.
0: Not good for him. Yeah, He's playing center field? Yeah. Man, old man got some legs left. Well, Yeah.
2: Um. All right. Why does it seem pe- these are from just internet groups? Why does it seem people are out on Amon Ross St. Brown? He's going to be a solid wide receiver too. Well, in my opinion, the reason it seems that people are out on Amon Ross St. Brown is mostly because it's the Lions. I don't think it has anything to do with Amon Ross St. Brown, but I don't know why people would be fading Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, you know, you can be scared dynasty wise because of you know what they they did in the draft and you know the fact that he's not going to be the the long-term one there but you know you do have Hawk but the breakout was real and the floor is real and I agree that he's going to be a solid wide receiver too I don't I don't really know of anybody that's fading him on Ross St. Brown necessarily he's just you spend your time talking about these high-end people you don't normally talk about the guys that are going to have high floors
1: because I'm fading them Oh, yeah. You're fading him? Yep. All yeah. right, go and ahead. He, well, you, like, you look at it like, okay, he had this breakout season, but it took, it 13 weeks before he actually broke out? He's a so, rookie. Yeah, but still. But at the same time, you know, Swift was injured. Hackerson was out. They had no true wide receivers. The whole entire team was already screwed up. They were already basically down in the drain because they already knew they had nothing else to play for. So 13, 14, you know, all those weeks on through 18, he actually did something because he was all that was really left, and plus he was a day three pick, which day three picks aren't supposed to hit like that, but he did. So it could be a one year wonder, or I could be wrong.
0: I mean, if he was going on Gabe Davis's range, I think we'd be having a different conversation. But because he plays for the Lions, because I think he's been like he's been he's been properly valued for the most part, outside of the early 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 off season, like during the NFL playoffs. Where you know people were so fresh on Sam Brown as the wide receiver, won during the playoffs, um, won a lot of people, you know a lot of championships and all those good stuff. I think now it's come down. They draft Jamison Williams. They bring in DJ Chark. They get Hawk back. They get Swift back. We know that Dan Campbell wants to be more of a balanced you know, a balanced offense leaning to the run. I mean, I get why he is going where he is, but he's going in the eighth round right now. I expect him to go right around the same. He hasn't been. <clears throat> there's been no true hype to really bump him up. It's just how much is there going to be passing volume there for him? Yeah. And I think I think someone pointed out he had an 18% target share before Hawkins Swift went down. I, I don't expect Jameson Williams to be a big factor this year. I think it's more of a 23 play, but.
2: Well, and I don't think they expect him to be ready either by the time the season yeah. starts. And, no. you know, looking at, at St. Brown, yeah, he really broke out in week 12, but he gave you some solid weeks before that sustained breakout in week 12. And looking at some of the underlying stuff, 13th in receptions, 11th in yards after the catch, which is, you know, that's pretty huge. He was getting high percentage targets and actually making good on them, which plays into the, the floor discussion um you know he was uh let's see where's his his target separation because i'm pretty sure that was pretty good too you're not gonna give him a lot of cushion he's not a deep threat Seventh and contested catch is also really really good so you know <clears throat> everything there that's there says that this is a a guy dan you like to reference anquan bolden i think that this is a guy that can be that type of player out of the slot. And while, you know, is he going to get 12 targets a game with Hawk and Swift healthy? Probably not, but Michael Pittman didn't either. And people like Michael Pittman. And I think the production can be very similar between St. Brown and and
0: Pittman. I think, I mean, St. Brown's stock going to also end the season on, was it? Five, six straight games with touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had five touchdowns in six games. He broke out week thirteen. He had he had eight, he had two eight target games in weeks four and five against the Bears and Minnesota. Like there's there's clearly a role for him. We all knew there was going to be a role. No one expects him to be a double digit per game guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he's properly being valued. It's not going to be a high scoring offense. But the contested be... catch
2: rate stays good though. That touchdown upside yeah. could absolutely stay hang out there.
0: If there's improvement in the offense, yes. I think they figured out how to use him. Well, I think he, well, he operated more out of the slot. I mean, it was a slot play with, yeah. with him as the primary, the only primary. Like I, I agree with Ryan at, at that sense. Yes. And yeah, but it, it's more so what we're going to see from the passive and with everyone healthy. I don't know if St. Brown is going to be the primary read on most plates. <clears throat> Nobody's going to be a safety blanket. Or Swift or Hawk. I mean, they all operate in that. I I think Swift has, I mean, like I said, Swift has just as, I think Swift just has just as much upside to be, be, you know, number two, three, or maybe, I don't know about number one, but you could easily be, you know, number two in this team in targets. Keep fading them. I love players like this. I ain't fading them. They win you championships. Eighth round.
2: Not much of a fade. Right. Trade question. I thought this one was pretty intriguing. AJ Brown in a 2023 third for DK Metcalf in a 2024 first.
0: Metcalf in the 2024 first. It's the first that does it for me because I think
2: Metcalf yeah. and Brown are actually pretty close.
0: I think trying to. I think just. I mean, I know people don't like to look that far out, but Metcalf and Brown are both. I mean, Brown's got to be more of the hype player right now, but Metcalf is still a, a very dominant talent. And we lost Ryan. You made him upset. Because
2: I disagreed with the St. take.
0: You made him upset. Or he really, really hated that. I I must ask if his face was
2: frozen that way. And
0: (laughs) apparently it was. He probably lost. Internet. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, it happens. He had a power failure. Oh, that sucks.
2: Well, hopefully that comes back. Um, I'm on the Metcalf side, too. It's the first round pick that does it for me. Yep. Yep. Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook in Dynasty? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Receiving upside, younger player. You know, even those contracts, you know, he's about at the end of that. I I would still take
0: Cook with the receiving upside and uh, the age. Younger, receiving upside, um, a better offense, and less amount of work so far in his career. Yeah. Give me Dalvin Cook. Indeed.
2: Uh, IDP question.
0: What are y'all looking for when drafting defensive players? I and mean, first, look at league settings. See how they score sacks and turnovers. See if it's balanced to, in comparison to tackles. I think it's what, one and a half, with sacks being around four, interceptions ranging around six. I think it's been the primary balanced side scoring setting. But. I always like consistent linebackers who get a lot of tackles or box safeties. Um, you can never fault an elite pass rusher, but for someone who's still a pretty novice player with, with RDP, there's nothing wrong with box with box stuffing inside linebackers.
2: Yeah, it, it's know where they project for me. Is what it is. <laughs> know your league settings and know where they project. Know the scheme that the team that they went to is going to run and where they're going to plug in. If a guy's going to plug in as a, a middle linebacker, then you absolutely want that, especially if you're doing any form of a points per tackle because they're going to be the most consistent productivity. It's kind of, it's a little bit inverse of what they do in the NFL draft where pass rushers are, are king uh, because pass rushers in, in IDP are, I mean, they're splash plays, right? Just like interceptions are splash plays you're not going to get most games. A guy's not walking away with three or four sacks for eight points, but a guy will walk away with 11 or 12 tackles if they're an elite tier, you know, potentially an elite linebacker. So, you know, pay attention to that for your safeties. Are they going to play in the box? Or are they going to be run support? If so, they're going to have more value than your ball Hawks. And that's, that's kind of what you're looking for there. Yep. That's where you're going to find value. Buying or selling Justin Fields? This is an Aaron Schill question, actually. In that in, in that group, are you buying or selling? And if you have Fields, are you oh, Justin Fields? Yeah, I'm still buying. Yes. And if you have have Fields, are you trying to get out? Or are you holding?
0: No, you're, you're you shouldn't try to get out. The value dipped a lot. I mean, I guess it's benefited that the rest of the QB class, aside of really Mac Jones, struggled last year, um, or just didn't play, um but you should be buying Justin Fields. Um, The the offense should greatly improve next year. The team as itself should greatly improve with the amount of cap space that they've freed up by offloading all the contracts from this past season. That's going to fall off next year. You know, combine that with another high draft pick. This should be a focus pick to help just, excuse me, to help Justin Fields, whether it be to improve the offensive line or have them actually add some more pass catchers. Um, I'm all in. On Justin Fields, not for this year, obviously. And redraft—you don't need to draft them, but for dynasty, you should absolutely be throwing Feeler offers out there.
2: Yeah, the rushing floor is so high with with Fields I that I don't there. know how you get how you just sell out of that. I mean, Jalen Hurts is not an exceptional passer, and you saw where where he's being drafted. And if the Bears are gonna, you know, use Fields more in a way that plays to his strengths, and Get him some supporting cast in the coming years. I think absolutely right now is a perfect opportunity to buy in low on him. And if you have him, you just hold. Yep. All right. Which quarterback has the most to prove in twenty twenty two? Tagovailoa, Hurts, Wince, or Daniel Jones?
0: I think Hurts. Um, with Philadelphia having that second first round pick from New Orleans, I think there's a lot on the line with Philly. They've done a great job with. Surrounding him with the pieces by build, re, really rebuilding the offensive line, rebuilding the defense. Um Two would probably finish second, but I think Hurts has the most to prove, has the most to lose. He needs to have another, he, he needs to basically take this team back to the playoffs. And you hope to see. Not a Josh Allen type of assert you know, ascension as a passer, but something along the lines that there's you know, there's been significant growth. They go out there and they you know, they trade for AJ Brown. There's similarities to point when you look at Hurts and Allen and how the teams are trying to surround their you know, you know, their quarterback with a lot of upside, with a lot of athletic upside with a lot of athletic talent.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna go with the guy that's tied to the to well, the hip. I don't mean that as a bad joke of Jalen Hurts. That's that's Tua. I think yeah. with them signing Cedric Wilson and trading for Tyree Kill, and you know, bringing in an offensive-minded head coach and doing what they've done with with the running game, the onus is going to be on Tua to really execute this offense and prove he can be a little bit of a of a game manager plus and make good on all those pieces that they've given him. They were looking at the quarterback spot as a potential upgrade. They didn't do it, that weak quarterback class. He's got a new he's got another chance to to prove that he's, you know, starter level in the NFL. And I think that he's really got to run with that opportunity with what they've put around him and with the infrastructure that they've given him. Because if he does not, then they're going to be right back in the quarterback market and looking to replace him. And that's probably the end of the rope for him. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is on a rebuilding team and Carson Wentz is on like his, his fourth life and also probably close to done. I'm not interested in what Carson Wentz does or doesn't prove. I think we know what he is and it's a journeyman and, you know, Daniel Jones, they've failed to build around him. So there's still the built in excuses. I agree that, you know, hurts. They've also given him things, but I think nobody's in a better position to succeed right now than Tua. And if he fails to, then he's going to wear that.
0: I think both him and I think both Hertz and Tour are, 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 are in equal positions to be successful. You know, both teams had strong endings to last year. You know, the Eagles made, you know, the playoffs given how poor the NFC was as a, you know, as a conference and the NFC East as a, as a division. And then they go and they make the, the same decisions, just like with Tua, you know, as you just mentioned with all the wide receivers that they added. Um, you know, you see Philadelphia continue to make those strides, but I agree. You know, when's, I think when's has, has come to grips with who he is. Jones, like Tua has a full regime change, not regime change, but you know, has a coaching staff and a new GM. It, it's I, we, we know Daniel Jones's days are numbered. Like there's 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 gonna be some coach speak, some upside to it. I think there's some fantasy value to Jones, but it, it's he's, he's not he's not gonna be the starter after this year.
2: All right, Ryan, I'm gonna run you back through what we talked about just to see where you land. Ready? We're gonna rapid fire this. Before it. AJ Brown in a 2023 20, third for DK Metcalf in a 2024 20, first. Which side?
1: I still want to hold DK right now.
2: Yep. It's Metcalf in the first for me. Derek Henry, yeah. Dalvin Cook, in Dynasty.
1: Uh. Bruh. Bruh. Dude, that's a hard like, If I win now, I want Cook.
2: I want Cook regardless.
1: What? I. In what world would
2: you want Derrick Henry I don't over Dalvin Cook? There's a scenario oh, I, I, where. I I
1: I oh, no, no. Oh,
2: Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook? we are about to yeah. give you another power failure. Hold on. So it's always Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Yeah, sorry.
1: My speakers are breaking in and out on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Dalvin Cook on that one
2: for sure. Uh, we talked philosophy when drafting defensive players. We basically just said look at, at league scoring settings, and then, you know, you're going to want the. You know, if it's any form of points per tackle, you're going to want to know how these guys slot in. Look at your middle linebackers. Look at your, your box supporting safeties. Anything to add there?
1: Yeah, just whoever gets the most tackles is usually who I end up going for.
2: That's about how I do it, too. Um, are you buying or selling Justin Fields?
1: Uh, holding right now? Because I'm just kind of curious to see what he's going to do.
2: So if. Yeah, okay.
1: If it. If he can do what he did to, against the Browns and that can actually continue on like more through halfway through a season, you know, then you can see a progression going on like this whole like giving up after one year. I, I can't do it yet.
2: Yeah, we were both uh, in the, the buy or, you know, hold if you have him. So, yeah, because don't sell him. Just don't sell. Don't him. trade
0: him. Just don't trade him.
2: And then the last question that you came back on was which quarterback has the most to prove in 2022 Tua a hurts, wince or Daniel Jones.
1: Winston, Hurt, uh, Daniels, Jones have the most approved. I went with Both of them are like right in their last year. I feel like
2: I went with Tua because I think really? that they put yeah because I think that given the infrastructure and the pieces the Dolphins have put around him, he has to show that he can excel with that. They're looking at replacing him this year. Uh, um, they didn't do it because the market just you know wasn't good to go get a quarterback. But, you know, I think that he has to show that he is not the weak link on this team, given them bringing in Tyreek Hill, adding Cedric Wilson, and bringing in an offensive-minded head coach and, and building up that running back core. He's got to prove he can run that offense, and if not, he's going to be gone.
1: Yeah, it's, that could be. But, I mean, like another like, scary one is like uh, Jalen Hurts and that one, because they have the two first-round picks, Philadelphia does.
0: It's like he, it's like he was here when he wasn't here. That's... <laughs> I said Hurts because of that same thing. I think with them, with the improvement of the team overall, trading for AJ Brown and having a second 23 first and a loaded QB class next year, um, it's playoffs are bust for Hurts. And you have to see, you only see Josh Allen levels of improvement from year two to year three, but you need to see some. Um, Winston Jones, I think people know that they're gone. I think they know. I've, there's I just, I, I, there's no way I see Brian Dobble looking at Daniel Jones going, yeah, that's my dog. Like, there's no fucking way. I would be that excited to see Daniel Jones as my starting quarterback. Yeah. The big news today, Devin Funches, still in the NFL, guys. Devin Funches, tight end. Tight end for your Detroit Lions. Ryan, do you, do you have any hard hitting you have any hard hitting analysis on Devin Funches tight end?
1: You know he hasn't played since like 2019.
0: Yeah. Feels like <laughs> he yesterday. Really play it that year.
1: Right? <laughs> so it's like. Okay. Some say
0: what? he's still running the route he ran last time. <laughs> it was a nine
2: route. He's finally at the thirty yard line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. Jug machine throws to him.
2: <laughs> Damn Seattle quarterbacks! He's in the best shape of his life for his <laughs> <First> position. Because <laughs> oh, they moved him to tight end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, trying something new here. Describe one of your dynasty leagues with an alcoholic drink. One of your rosters Compare it to an alcoholic beverage. Dan.
1: All right.
0: I won't give my, uh, I won't give my example. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to go with one of my championship teams that won the, that won the, uh, the ship last year as uh, a 14 team or feels very, very strong. So this is to me. My E.H. Taylor Single Barrel, which is right now still my favorite bottle that I've ever had. And looking at this roster just gives me all the positive vibes.
2: All right. For me, I am going to go with uh, my Dynasty roster in your league. It's Bourbon Week. I'm going to compare it to an old-fashioned because Mm. this thing has a lot of good stuff in it. There's layers to it. It's not one dimensional at all. you get the old fashioned you get the aroma, you get the bourbon, you get a slight sweetness from the simple syrup and everything's enhanced and this roster is not you know one with, you had the emergence of Cooper cup, but it's not one that was built to necessarily have a superstar. It was built for all the flavors and all the pieces to play really nicely together and become better than the sum of its parts because of how deep it is and that's exactly kind of what the old fashioned is to me. It's, it enhances everything. Every ingredient in it is enhanced by the other ingredients that are in it combining to create the perfect cocktail, not just because it's National Bourbon Day. And that's what this, this roster does for me. Um, top to bottom, it is not loaded with superstars, but it is loaded with a lot of very good players. So not one dimensional at all. That was the team that went. Uh, oh, I know the team. Uh, yeah, it had one loss in the regular season last year. which was, I think,
0: week, week one. one. Yeah, week one. And then he lost in the first week of the playoffs.
2: Second that is the Second, I was on bye the first week. I couldn't no, lose. Couldn't, dry, lose week. You, couldn't lose. Couldn't lose. Didn't lose on my bye week.
0: Yeah, but you get fired on your day off, Ryan. Ryan, don't be shy now.
1: I'm, I'm super shy. Well, first I lost my first computer. I can't get it back on right now because of the power outage. So waiting for that to pop back on. Uh I got a nice team here. I compare it to more like a a nice summer seven and seven, you know, drink. Mm. Nice Canadian whiskey, seven up. It just goes smooth. And it's it's not, gonna, it's not the best team, and it's not the worst team, but it's very well balanced off. Is this your
2: CFL dynasty league team? Yes, it is too many Alouettes on that team.
1: <laughs> no, it's, like a good, it's a good balance. It's, I mean, it's not like the best quarterback to wide receiver. Well, never mind. I take that back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <they got> Justin. <laughs> Just got
0: Justin kidding, right? guys. humble break. Beer yeah. All right, Dan. All right, again, I had uh, Reserve Brewing. This is, uh, they're out of Galesburg, Illinois. Open since, I think, June. This is their uh, Belgian Double. Uh, You get that nice kind of rich caramel toffee-esque sweetness to a little light and body but you still get a lot of the full flavors to it. Aromas give off this, you know, same, you know, similar vibes of, of, of toasted, of just a toasted toffiness to it. Um, you know, very rich in caramels. I, I'm actually, I, I'm a bit surprised from a newer brewer that's able to, to put forth a beer that's, that's I think pretty damn good it, it, it is, uh you know, it's a compliment to what he's done. Expect him to, you know, continue to improve and I'm excited to see what uh what he continues to put out, especially if he keeps dabbling into the European and kind of the the true old school style of beers. Ryan.
1: I had Voodoo Ranger's juice force IPA comes in at nine and a half percent. And it's nice because it's like a nice orange beer, like citrus beer. So it goes down smooth. You kinda of feel like the bitterness to it a little bit. When you're just drinking it, uh, as soon as it hits the tongue, you kind of feel like that tingly. But then once it hits the back of your throat and sets a lot a little bit, you definitely catch the citrus side of it. So, very good. It hit you very hard too, because I mean, these go down pretty smooth also.
2: All right. And uh, for me, with this Laws eight year, um, it does, you can definitely tell the age on this one when compared to the, the, the three years. So, Laws has this nice, like, Bready, doughy type note to it. It maintains that, but it's not nearly as, uh, as grain forward as this one's younger brother is. So those notes are still there, which is good because it's one of the unique characters about it. But this one adds a nice, uh, some nice fruity notes at the front, almost like fruit pie um, to go along with some of those doughy notes. It adds a, a nice layer of, of oak and like white pepper and some dry baking spice there in the middle that, that doesn't make it overly sweet it starts to get sweet with that fruit and then that all comes in and and levels it out and then on the finish you actually get um, some cinnamon notes almost like um it's like a it's like a mild red hot if you will like the red hot candy but toned down a bit um, it's just kind of a nice like subtle cinnamon flavor that that carries it out it's a, a well balanced bourbon that starts off you know doughy and sweet and ends up uh, with a bit of cinnamon spice to it. It stays towards the dessert side, but you know, has a lot more balance and a lot more depth than what the the younger variant does and I definitely think it's it's worth the price tag. Which for me that was free. Thanks again JT. So
1: <laughs>
0: Then it's always worth the price tag if it's free. Some things are. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Beerfield podcast everywhere you find podcast, and including YouTube. I am at Beerfield Hop with two Ps. Uh, beer, at Beerfield on Twitter. Uh, Dan Thury is at Beerfield Thury. Ryan Miner at Ryan Miner underscore FFP. Any parting words, gentlemen?
1: Enjoy your Tuesday night or Wednesday morning.
2: In, in enjoy your week. We will s- yeah. see you next week. Maybe. Bye. Thank